Dancing delight Join us, Iona and Cammy. Let's have some fun It's time for Fed by Farmers Hello and welcome to Fed by Farmers With me, Cammy Wilson And me, Iona Murray this one again brought to you by Fauras Fabrication. Thanks to James at Fauras for sponsoring this one. Check them out at fauras.co.uk for all of your farming gates and calf huts. And Iona, do you need anything that Fauras would do? You know, I was just thinking there. I wonder if they could make me a wee something. I just something. Just a wee something. Not, you don't actually need mm-hmm. for your day to day life. I'll take a gate. Who does need, We all need more gates. Oh, aye. Like it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. If somebody offers you a gate, you take, take it. it. That is my. That is my ethos for life. Put it on a, your gravestone. A motto for life. I <laughs> always took a gate when offered. <laughs> oh, what is going in my head? So that's a good question. That, you're obviously joining us here for our weekly Q&A following the John Murray podcast that went up on Monday, which was very popular. And yeah, it's uh, we're, we're going to talk a bit more nonsense today. Interestingly though, mm-hmm. I've just skipped right over. What are you going to have on your headstone? Oh, right. Uh, oh, good one. Well, I don't think it's really for you to decide. It's other people. Oh, no, you get to decide your own headstone. No, you don't. When does that conversation happen? When Would I, you want cremated or buried? You need to pay for it. You, I do. I need to pay for my own headstone. Well, it depends when you die. If you die now, then your dad will probably pay for it. But, yeah. like, say you die when you're 80. Mm-hmm. It'll come out. Well, you probably should have thought about that because yeah. there's a high likelihood you would need, you would one, need one within the next few years. Oh, I don't know. Want... Not that if you're 80, you should have bought your headstone. Can no. I just say, personal preference, I would buy mine. You're going to buy your headstone actually, before you die? Actually, can I just I'm talking nonsense. Yeah. I'm not going to have a headstone. Right. Why not? I just want to be gone and that's it. What do you mean? Have cremated? a look on YouTube. Yeah, cremate me and throw me somewhere. And right. That's me. It's a real laugh, this podcast. Do you know um, <laughs> my papa? From suicides a couple of weeks ago to headstones. Why are we so morbid? <laughs> Can I tell you this? So what my papa Please tell said me anything. Before he died, so he was cremated and wanted, wanted his ashes scattered and cross flat in our neighbouring farm's darn hunch. And um, he'd said to my dad, make sure it's not windy day. I'm not wanting to end up in darn hunch. <laughs> 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 that's good that's good yeah so his ashes are on cross flat cross flat cross flat mm-hmm. there we go mm-hmm. no so yeah that's something to think about what would you have on your headstone let me know let you know drop us podcast at fedbyfarmers.co.uk <laughs> any questions you want us to cover or any funnies you want for the headstone let us know we might read some out mm-hmm. but questions this week Iona yes. we talked about a great thing before we do some of the questions that you yes. guys have sent and you talked about a great thing about from your dad's podcast watching it back there was a moment you said your dad watched it and we, we discussed the most influential blackie that he'd ever bought but he has, right. he has a great story about the most influential blackie ever bought ever iona tell us yes. the story so i've got my phone here just so i definitely get the details right so it was alexander fleming for those who don't know discovered penicillin so an ayrshire man as well we an, should say yes he's ayrshire a man. local to us here yep so he was one of six children and his uncle farmed at Lockfield Farm at Darville mm-hmm. and they had blackies there and in 1902 they, his uncle sold a blackie tup for £250 so at that time that was huge money huge money what is that in today's money great question I don't know tell us we can cut it in okay how do you do that just google just google what was £250 in 1902 Okay, 
£37,643.34. Right. That so, we should have guessed. Oh, we should have mm. had a guess. I would guess roughly 35000 Would you? If I was guessing. I'm going to go forty. Right, okay, okay. okay. You won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go. Th- but that, bear in mind... Uh, they wouldn't be a wealthy family. No. Or, or maybe a big name in the Blackies then. So that's huge. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that was his uncle. And at that time, Alexander Fleming was working as a clerk in a shipping office. But he wasn't incredibly intelligent. But the family didn't have money to send him to university. So anyway, his uncle sells this top and he gifts the money to his brother to allow Alexander Fleming to go to university. His brother being Alexander Fleming? No, his father. Alexander oh, Fleming's father. So he gave the money to his father and he used it to send his son to, to send university. send his son to university. And he then went on to discover penicillin. Saving millions of lives. So there is the most influential blackie Argu- ever Arguably read. one of the greatest medical discoveries in the history well, of yeah. medical discoveries. Because mm-hmm. penicillin used in oh. every, every variant of antibiotics. Well, a lot of variants of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is... Ve- Look at that. The blackies saved the world. They did. Incredible, Huge. incredible. So yeah, that's, there we go, most influential blackie. I like that, that's a good anecdote. Now we've got that out of the way, what other questions <laughs> do we have for this week let that we could cover? Okay, let me get you one. What do you think the hardest area to farm is in Scotland? David would like to know. David, <laughs> the hardest area to farm has to be, realistically... Let's do three, two, one and we both say it. Okay. Uh, have or you decided? Have you, got a long have you decided? No, yeah. I can give a, a quick answer. Okay. Three. <laughs> I've never I done this counting. before. Are oh, we both I was counting? gonna yeah. Okay. I was gonna do like yeah. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one. one. The Hebrides. Pretty close. Yeah, same same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Western Isles. Yeah. I I would say the Outer Hebrides has to be. Why did you specifically choose Lewis? Harris is much nicer beaches. I think Harris is a bit nicer in general in terms of the ground. Oh, right. Lewis is is definitely a bit harder than Harris, Mm. I would say, just from looking out from the roadside. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but the Outer Hebrides, the Western Isles, Mm -hmm. even, well, US, they grow some winter wheat, uh, some, uh, is it wild oats or whatever you call it up there? They they, they can grow some crops, but Lewis is rocky, hard soil. Yeah. Lucky to get a field of grass to cut some hay. Did you go and see the Cavanish stones when you were up? No. I was disappointed, Gary. That's why I don't go and see them. They sound like really? just stones to me. Is that what they are? Oh, they are. Yeah. And I was the same. See, when I was in Mexico, I went to Chichen Itza, Wonder of the World. Disappointed. Chichen Itza. Did I go to that? I have been to Mexico, but I don't have think you? I did. Is that a wee temple thing? Mm-hmm. No. It's not really my thing. No, it's not my thing either. Like, see, I, I just feel like I'm obviously very patriotic and proud to be Scottish, but I just feel like. When you've been about Scotland for a while, these things aren't that impressive. No, they're not. Because just the, the lands, the countryside in Scotland it's is just so amazing. Indian. Yeah. Where did you go, Mexico? Cancun. Did you? Coco Bongos. Did that was good. You? Did you go to Coco Bongos? No, I was too scared. What? Wait, age were you? Last two years ago. And you didn't go to Coco Bongos? No, we weren't in Cancun for long. We'd like travelled round. Oh, of course you did. Of course <laughs> you did. You're at that age. Um, no. <laughs> did you go like for a holiday with your pals? Yeah, well, it was with my pals and the ex-missies at the time. Uh-huh. Well, she wasn't the ex-missies at the time. She was the <laughs> missies at the time, but she's the ex-missies now. But yeah, we went to Cancun for a fortnight. This is back before farming when I had to like do stuff to fill in my time. Uh-huh. So I went to Cancun for two weeks, all-inclusive. 
four or five star, I can't remember. Golden Parnassus was the hotel name, I remember that. It was actually really good. What was it? It's actually really good because like they use, you know, you're all inclusive in, in Central America is, you know, like your Bacardis and mm. your, your Smirnoff and good quality gear, Coronas and things like that. It's not like in Spain where it's the cheap knockoff stuff that yeah. they mix themselves out the back. It makes your throat burn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good stuff. And the food was incredible. Was it? Yeah. How were the waves when you were there? Terrible. You can't, <sighs> you can't, you can't swim in the sea. That dangerous i was so disappointed yeah so windy all the time yeah 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 but that's it's one of those things for lots of americans uh, who just it's like going to london for them Mm -hmm. so class yeah i just fly Mm -hmm. down to cancun it's great so yeah but no it was nice it was nice Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh (laughs) sorry what was the question what was the question (laughs) yeah but yeah so yeah so i would i would say the the western isles is the hardest I, I must say I haven't been to Shetland. Neither have I. Although, I, I mean, I've listened to a, few, a couple of podcasts with uh, Michael Blanche does one with a lad from Shetland who I apologise, I forgot your name now. It's Jamie something and it's went out my head. But, you know, he's growing some fodder crops and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so it can't be that bad there because it's pretty tough to do anything like that in Lewis. So, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say out of Hebrides. Yeah. Although I do think... Although it'll have its real, it'll be really difficult. I do feel like there'll be a real community oh, yeah, aspect, and I know there is that in farming everywhere. But I feel nah, like it's especially there, there yeah. Yeah. it's old school. It's quite old yeah. school. Everybody mucks in and helps. Uh-huh. Most of them still speak Gaelic and stuff like that. It's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll be step back in time sometimes, and it, yeah. it is really beautiful. The, uh, mainland, or like if we take out those extremes, mm-hmm. where is mainland? Where is the hardest place to farm? I don't know. I think that's a tricky question because it's depending on what you're farming and what you're farming will depend on your location. Yeah, well, the the only thing you can farm in hard country is sheep. What do you mean? So uh, are we looking... Well, like if you're talking about somewhere you can grow crops, (laughs) it can't be the hardest place to farm. No. Like the hardest places to farm can Are only have sheep. Be, yeah, yeah, okay. So what would you say, like, Argyle? Yeah, some tough bits. Yeah, tough bits there. Um, tough bits there. Even, like, your Mirkirk area, there is, there's, there's tough bits around that area too. Just winter weather can be quite extreme. Mm-hmm. But then you have a lot of good green stuff. But then... Uh, I think it's got to be up, like, Crean Larry. Yeah, it has to be really north. Mm-hmm. Up Sutherland way. Yeah, but then again, it's drier. Like it's getting the balance. Is it? Yeah. Why? It's a lot drier up north. Like, you, well, certainly, like you got Inverness, Black Isle, and stuff. If I go up there scanning, a lot of time you can drive in the fields. Really? Y- yeah, you couldn't dream of that in Ayrshire. Right, Different what? soils, maybe too. Maybe the soils are a bit sandier or something. I don't know. Or maybe a bit rockier. I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely drier. West coast of Scotland is shockingly wet, which makes it quite difficult to farm. But we're mild and we have a lot of grass. Yeah. So you have that element too. Mm. You know, there's, there is some people northeast will be pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Has to be in Scotland. Can we just confirm that? The hardest place yeah. in the UK to farm. It has to oh, be in Scotland. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking what the question was. The no, question no, no. was Scotland. Oh, was it Scotland? Yeah. No, but like UK, it has to be Scotland. Yeah. Is the toughest place. Yeah. Somewhere in Scotland's toughest place. So let's say northeast, but I would love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Drop us a message. Drop us an email or a message on this and let us know. <laughs> Tell us how hard it is to farm where you are. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Everybody farms in the hardest location. <laughs> it's definitely not us in Ayrshire. Ayrshire's pretty good. 
Um, we have the most dairy farms of any region in the UK. Did you know that? Sorry, I wasn't listening to you. Yorkshire has the most dairy farms of any region in the UK. Uh, yeah, I did know that. Not the most dairy cattle, but the most farms. Right, I believe okay. that's correct. I believe Dumfries and Galloway has the most dairy cattle. Right. But we have the most dairy farms because we have lots of small farms. Would you see if you'd grown up on a dairy farm, do you think you would have gone into dairy farming? Oh, well, that's such a, you know, that's such a straight, that's like saying if I grew up on a cruise ship, would I be a stage performer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably would. But uh, yeah, oh, I would have. Yeah, dairy farming. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you want to be on dairy farming? I don't know, a lot of people don't. I wouldn't want to milk the cows, but. No, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Would you not? No, I think like see you speak to people like dairy farming. It's like it's like sheep. I suppose in that you you love the guys that love it. Obviously, you love the sheep. You love mm-hmm. working with the sheep. You get to know the sheep. Same with dairy. You know those guys that passionately love the the dairy cattle or other cattle in general. But dairy cattle, you see those cows twice a day. Yeah, every day. You know she's there for years. You know how much milk she's producing. You can sense straight away if something's not right with her. You take real pride in your work. Mm. You have a weekly check coming in that's pretty decent, generally speaking. But it's a balance because if you're moving forward and the generations before you have kept it moving forward and you're in a pretty good operation, it's good. But if you're still in like an old-fashioned buyer system and maybe the generations before you didn't push it on Mm. enough, now you've got to carry the can, but you don't have the income or the assets to grow it and do what you want. It can be a bit of a noose, like Mm -hmm. we've we've spoke about before. So dairy's a tough one. Yeah. It really is. It's pretty lucrative just now, although the milk price is coming back all the time, as as, as often happens. Yeah, but it's still pretty strong just now. I believe I was actually speaking to somebody about this the other day. So, that's yeah. good. Everything's quite strong just now. That's good. I think. Come on, the farmers. Yep. Um. Okay, you ready for one from Jack? Yes. Okay, Jack is looking at hopefully renting between five to ten acres to make a small holding. What advice would you give to him who it's after the thing again? You're reading it in somebody else's, you try to put it into, yeah. I don't know why I do that. Just read out I'm the just going to read out the words that yes. it says. What advice would you give to a person who's looking to rent land but doesn't know where to start and ain't from a farming background? Tough one. You're laughing at yourself struggling with that there, not at the fact that it wasn't from a farming background. Oh, yeah, no, I'm yeah, laughing so at me saying... just clarifying that. No, I'm yeah. laughing at me saying ain't. Ain't. <laughs> oh, feel natural coming out of my mouth. Because of oh, the private school, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, how do you get get ground if you're not from a farming background? Yes. Because a lot of it's to do with who you know, isn't it? Absolutely. It's all, to, it's all to do with who you know. And luck. I always say luck, but it, it's also who you know. Luck and networking. Or what, yes. or what you need to get started in farming. Okay, so let's give him some examples. What could he do? If he's young enough, young farmers. Yes. Jack, we didn't get your age, so I'm not sure if you're young enough for that. If not, he could... If he doesn't want... I go on about this all the time. Shearing sheep is mm-hmm. the best way to, to get into farming. But if you don't want to shear sheep, you could get a job in at the market. Just about every market will, will take an extra pair of hands. You know, if you're, if you're going to work hard, you'll get a job at the market mm-hmm. so work at a livestock market get to know people there let them know your intentions quite often auctioneers etc will hear about parcels of land coming up mm-hmm. and you know if you're working hard and they're impressed by you they'll, they might pass that information to you or you might speak to the farmers yourself if you're at the loading bay one thing that we sometimes see at livestock markets is that 
not often, but occasionally the the the, the staff at the loading base etc. can be in quite a rush and can be quite short. But if you're that bright, happy face yeah. that the farmer sees when they drop it off, and you have a bit of a crack with them and and a blether and make them feel, you know, happy and and, and glad to be there, and they get to know you and know your story. If they have a bit of ground, they'll say, "Do you know that young lad's?" Yeah, definitely. Or lass is, is was always nice, polite. He works bloody hard. When my sheep come in, he's there. He's attentive. Let's give him an opportunity. So, it it won't happen if you just sit there. I know a lot of people that will just sit and moan about not getting opportunities, but don't mm -hmm. actually do anything. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes if nothing changes. That's it. That's it. And and one big thing is, and this is a controversial one, maybe. But if you're working on a farm, and I've done it, like, you know, I've done my time working on farms. If you if you work on a farm and you're on the same farm five, six, seven days a week, all the time, and you're only seeing the farmer and maybe another employee, it's going to be difficult to get a start in farming yourself because, like, that's not a big network. No. And the chances are any decent parcels of land, the farmer's going to want them mm -hmm. for himself. So before it gets to you, the information, there's a good chance it's been snapped up. Plus, the other argument is the farmer maybe doesn't want you starting your own thing because he needs you every day. Mm -hmm. That that would be a rare occasion. Far, you know, generally people like to see you get on, but you need to, if you're in that situation, maybe you're working five days a week on a farm, it'd be worth looking at the opportunity of saying, okay, every Thursday, can I get the morning off or the day off to go and work at the market? Just to do something different, meet different people and grow your network. That, that would be my advice to you. Yep. Good answer. Thank you. Are you ready for another? Is that the question? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no. Okay. Just because I'm not sure what another is. And I think <laughs> it's just safer to say no there. <laughs> what about you? Are you ready for another? I could take another. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exciting. <laughs> oh, Thailand's going to be great for you. <laughs> Why, why don't you use livestock guardian protection dogs for your flocks of sheep to protect them from predators? Answer that one, Iona. I have I, never heard of livestock guardian. Okay, well, so very common in Europe mm -hmm. and in parts of America, I'm guessing, Southern America, these, these places. I went to Turkey and visited a, a livestock guardian breeding farm are these uh, Kang the Turkish Kangal dogs which are like the biggest dogs and are the biggest or strongest dogs in the world I can't remember where it is but monsters was it quite scary they are terrifying dogs mm. for sure but they're quite friendly to are humans they? generally speaking obviously those ones were but the reason we don't have livestock guardian dogs here in the UK the main reason would be that people can wander wherever they like yeah. And it's not like a lot of these countries in Europe, etc., where it's, you know, get off my land and you shouldn't be on my land. Like people can just do what they like. The here. right to roam. The, the right to responsible access, yeah. And particularly in Scotland, people can go where they like. So if people are just going to wander through fields, you can't have a dog there that is going to go for them. So is that what you do? So you have a dog that just wanders just your Just lives farm. with the sheep. Yeah, for anyone doesn't know a livestock guardian dog, like for, for sheep, say, mm -hmm. would grow up with the sheep as a pup. You put it in with the sheep all the time as a pup. The other factor we have is so wet here. It's not great for a dog. It's okay in like a warm country yeah, like Turkey. Yeah, of For course. example, where the climate's pretty settled. But the dog's outside all year. 
you need to take, definitely need a kennel with mm-hmm. it all the time you know unlike in turkey it doesn't need that so you need to move a kennel to every field obviously you need about feeding it all the time but that's not such an issue but it's just really really impractical here mm-hmm. in the uk the animal welfare issues someone would be reporting you for the dog living out in the field in the rain and the cold someone would end up getting attacked because people just come into your field and in, in the uk it's the farmer's responsibility if somebody gets hurt in their field it's what do you think of that it's wild I think that I'll be honest with you. I I think the whole right of responsible access thing needs tightened up a bit. I don't have an issue with people coming into empty farmland, Mm -hmm. but I just think we should tighten up that it's not responsible access to walk in a field with livestock. Mm -hmm. It's not. Okay, in an open hill. You know, you can put caveats to these things. Okay, in an open hill like Ben Lomond, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's a designated uh, right of access trail and, and things like that, and it's National Trust or whatever it is, fair enough. But uh, if we call it a circular fence farm, mm-hmm. you know, if basically if you have to open a gate or climb over a fence to get in there, and there's livestock, mm-hmm. you should be in the wrong. Yeah, I, I, but I, I think, agree with that. Like what you don't need to be there. No, there's, there's so many options. So many places. But then, do you know what's wild? We have like the River Air walkway runs through our farm mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's good. It's like fenced on both sides and the path goes right through. And you'll still get people walking to the road parallel, which is maybe like 20 metres right through the fields. And it's like, there's a designated path that's fenced, but then people will still just walk Because they want the, the dog to run wild in the yeah. field. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, we just have this real sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, before anyone uh, gets the idea that like I'm some wealthy landowner saying that, I, I don't own a single acre. Mm-hmm. I own... I own the only thing we own is a, a semi-detached house in the town that has a tiny wee garden. That's the only land I own. Mm-hmm. So I don't own anything. But I still think that way. Yeah. It, it should be okay if there's no livestock there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But if there's if there's clearly livestock there, and generally speaking in a, 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 a field, a farmer's field, you can see the livestock. Mm-hmm. There's exceptions to that, but there's not many fields, you know, in by fields over 60 acres. You should generally be able to see the whole thing. Yeah. And tell if there's, if there's livestock there. And that should be the rules. You shouldn't be in that field. Yeah. Simple. I back it. Okay. That's it. Done. They need to tighten up that. I could talk about that legislation forever, as you know. Like mm-hmm. the, the whole right to responsible access thing, it's the dog has to either be on the lead or under close control. And we talk about this all the time. What what the hell is close control? Yeah. What, is, what is close control? Close control to me is on a lead right next to you. That is the only way you can have control. Yeah. Close control is an imaginary thing that you think your dog is under close control. I know. My dog's under close control because he's at my heel. Oh, now he's not. Now he's chasing a sheep. Yeah. But one second ago, he was under close control. Mm-hmm. It's the most like the folk that write these things. I know. Like, I know. I, I don't know what planet they're on. Honestly, they're just, it's people writing these like this legislation and these laws that have no idea about what it's really like. No. Don't start me. Yeah. Change subject. Okay, let's move on to something okay. else. Let's do one more. I'll actually, do you know what? I'm going to go onto Facebook and see if MD's commented. That's us done the ones you've sent me. I'll oh, see if MD else has commented. Best and worst ever Christmas present. Interesting. We should have done this on our last one. Yeah, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, best and worst ever Christmas present. Best present I ever got was a hole in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? 
A hole in my pocket? Uh, well, it's because mum couldn't afford anything else, so that was just to give me something to play with. <laughs> Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. But it was the best present I ever got, because I've had a hole in my pocket ever since. What? Yep. I don't understand what you're saying. A hole in my pocket. Why have you still got a hole in your pocket? So I've always got something to play with. Do you make holes in your pockets? Yeah, it's great. Just pass the time. Do you yeah. actually? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you, you could be doing with? One of those fidget toys. Do you think so? Because of the potential ADHD? No, just if you're if you're making holes in your trousers to play with. <laughs> so it's not as much fun, I wanna. It's not as much fun. It's not as subtle as well. When you're in a boring conversation, you just bring out the fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the best present I ever got. What, what? was your what was your best present? Um What? I don't know. You've had so many. I take it you're quite spoiled growing up. Um, we always got a we always got a present at Christmas. <laughs> but we Whoa. wear it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Privilege. You, you get a present every Christmas. But I'm sitting here with something got a hole in their pocket. Ah, but I was really poor. That's different. <laughs> I don't expect you. You went to Wellington. Yeah. You know. But no, I wouldn't say mum and dad. Mum and dad didn't. Like they never went mental with us. So give me one present you got. Um, What's the most ex- the most the craziest present you got? Oh gosh! Apart from know. another year's tuition at Wellington, <laughs> thirty thousand a year. <laughs> um, God, why can't I think of any present I've ever received? Remember when you got a desk <laughs> and I really liked it. You got a desk? Mm-hmm. Did they wrap it up? No, didn't wrap it up. Mm. But like a beauty desk, like a makeup desk. No, like a desk to like a functional desk with like post-it notes and. Not <laughs> we always destined to be a freak. <laughs> Organized. Organized freak. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I think of any Control present freak. I've ever received? I honestly can't, Kai. Not one fun present. No, like they always got us great stuff. Like we always got. We all still always get a pair of pyjamas every year. Do you wear pyjamas? Yes. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, what else would you wear at night? Well, I don't wear anything. Well, I wear a pair of uh, boxers yeah. quite often. But I know, it's more unusual for guys to wear pyjamas, and I feel sorry for you because pyjamas are great. They're not, though. Well, what do you wear when you go home and you want to relax in front of Grand Designs? I wear this all the time. I know. I've been wearing this jumper unwashed for <laughs> two, three weeks now. But, but what happens when you want to take your jeans off? You want to sit on the couch? Are you still in your jeans? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I, I, I literally, just before we go to bed, I'll go for a shower mm-hmm. and then go straight to my bed. Right. Oh, so you don't... So I'm the opposite. I'm in the door straight away. I'm either showering or getting into my pyjamas, getting out of whatever clothes I'm in. But see, you're prob- you probably have the heating on. Mm-hmm. So in our house we don't have the heating on So it's very cold So there's no pleasure in de- You need layers Yeah okay So It sounds ridiculous But it is uh, Like There's times you need the heating on If it's like minus or whatever Yeah We'll put the heating on But I'm not going to put But you've got a fire Yeah we've got yeah, the coal, the got coal the fire. fire But mm-hmm. the, the, we need the coal fire on to heat the water For the shower Right okay <laughs> Ironically So it's quite an old fashioned heating system Which is fine I I like all that stuff Yeah Like I like It's all like nostalgia for me Like when we were we Our house was always cold And you all had to As a family be in the living room 
I mean, it sounds ridiculous because it's not that many years ago, but it, it is no, really, I suppose. Yeah. It's 30 years ago, well, 25 years ago. But when I was, we, in the winter, mm-hmm. you would all have to be in the living room because it was the only house that was, the only room that was warm. Yeah. Because the fire was on. And then as soon as you go out, that's what it's like at our farm. Yeah, you'd run to your bed. You'd it's get a hot, freezing. always had a hot water bottle and you'd go and put it in first. Mm-hmm. And then you'd come back and sit for a bit and then you'd go to your bed and there'd be a wee bit of heat there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there'd be the initial... <clears throat> so cold. And, and yeah, it, it was cold. But then don't be wrong, as we got older, we got electric blankets. Mm-hmm. That changed the game. Yeah. We have an electric blanket now. Do you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Only one side works. Who gets it? No, we have... It's so ridiculous the way we live, actually. See, as I'm saying out loud, it's like <laughs> we can't go for a shower because it's so cold, you have to run straight to your bed because it's freezing out the shower. But... The electric blanket's broken on one side. So now what we've done is rather than get a new blanket, because that would be excessive, like a waste of money. We turned have it sideways. Turned it sideways. So now... Is it top half or bottom half? Top half. Yeah. Which okay. is contra- might be controversial because, you know, feet, but I think do most you, would go top Do you wear socks half. in bed? No. Right? Even no. if you're cold? No, no. I don't think... I can't wear socks. I get a little bit claustrophobic, Phobic. like, on my feet and that. Mm. So what we'll do, though, is we'll, like, lie in the fetal position initially. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like knees mm-hmm. up in your chest mm-hmm. and like curl up <laughs> and just wait till you're kind of ready for the cold below. Yeah. Would you not just get a wee oil heater or something? An oil heater? There's radiators in the room. It's not that old fashioned. It has got heating, but I just don't put it on because it's... Well, right. a couple of fronts, it's expensive and also it, it, like it's not a good press. It's not a good precedent to set. Why? Well, f- for the for the boys. Why not? I think that been quite soft, eh? Yeah, no, you've got this thing about being soft. I, I mean, I, I think for them to be warm is okay. Oh, they are warm. <laughs> for God's sake. They are warm. Like, they, they, they've they got, like, sleeping bags and all that and heaps of layers, but uh, so it's not like they're lying in there, please, Dad, please. Um, no, they're all wrapped up like crazy. They're absolutely, yeah. you put your hand on their back, they're sweating. Yeah. But, like, the cold, fresh air. I do know what you mean. Like, see that stuffy feeling well, like of when, the heating been on? Like, when Lizzie first came, and she still is, like, she feels the cold shockingly. Does she? Because down in Devon, oh, it's course. so warm all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're just back 14 degrees. Yeah. In the middle of winter. It's a different world down mm-hmm. there. Like, I was always down to my T-shirt and when I was in her mum's house or her brother's house. Really? Really warm. Yeah. Mm. Different world. So, I, I like it. I like it cold. Mm-hmm. I think it sets, it'll set them up for life for saving a fortune on heating. True. But you'll have a nice insulated house. You see the flat. Double glazing. We basically, it's down, and we're, we're up a floor, so it's downstairs if they're heating on all the time. Oh. So it's actually so warm. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. Like, you go in, and even if the heating's not been on, it'll be sitting at, like, 14, 15 degrees, like the thermostat. Flats are good for that. Yeah. That is one Really great. Yeah, yeah, Um So straight to pyjamas. So, yeah, no, uh, worst present yes. you've ever had? Um, you go first. I get some terrible presents now. Do you? Yeah, just because I don't... Like, I really hate getting presents. Right, let's talk about that. Why? Just because it's such a waste of money. Because you don't actually want anything? I don't want... There's not really... Anything I want, people couldn't buy it for me. Yeah. It'd be so expensive. You know, for example, Mm -hmm. another hundred joules. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, what do I need now? Another hundred joules, or looking at maybe a livestock lorry, or... A van for the sheep game merch next summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All these things I need are expensive. Yeah. Like, don't know. Sometimes you can do things a really nice thought, but I am so. I think folk would be amazed at how bloody miserable I am 
Like I, I'd wear the same clothes every. Look like at this jumper. <laughs> these jeans. Like I still haven't washed these jeans. Have you not? No, these are the ones I wore to a landlord shoot three, four months ago, and came home and did a job in them. Got them a wee bit dirty, and I still haven't washed them. And wear them every day. That's fair. But it doesn't. No. I couldn't care less. But that's okay. Yeah, I could not care less. I don't think that's been miserable. I think that's fine. I, but I just like basic. I'm very, very mm -hmm. basic. I am very, very basic. And not like a basic bitch, whatever that means. What does that mean? I think that means kind of, I don't know, like... You're snobby. Basic bitch. I don't know, like, kind of, like, into, like, chicky things. Right, okay. Well, I'm not into that. No. No, no. you're not. No. So, yeah, I just like things simple. So, yeah, no... Probably just random nonsense you get now because people feel they have to get you something. Yeah, and they're trying, yeah. Yeah, and it's just for the charity shop. You don't have a worse present though, because yours were all amazing. No, I don't, I not, there's not one springing to mind. It'll be that classic and then I'll, something, I'll think of something. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, but, boring answers. Yeah. Um, right, I, I just really quickly. Yeah, we'll do one more. Just I can because, I'll chop a heap of that out. Yeah, just because this person has said when you talk about blackie sheep are they a particular breed um do you only have these for commercial purposes do you keep any lambs i rent a house on a welsh farm they have sheep that all look the same to me i'm looking forward to seeing the lambs running around so i just want because we've been speaking about them again so blackie sheep are scottish blackface sheep it's yes sunday name yes and Although blackies can be not necessarily Scottish blackface, of course, they could be Hexham types would come under blackies, although most folk would call them Hexham. You'd put the Hexham before, just to clarify. Mm. So you do get other other types. However, it, it can be controversial because I've had comments about being racist on from people just like aghast with my YouTube oh, videos okay. when I refer to blackies. Right, okay. Because they think it's like a racist, racist term for black people. Okay. But it's not. It's like, yeah, that's... It's the term for the sheep. Yeah. They are blackies. They're Scot Scottish blackies. Scottish blackface. So, and it is a pure breed. Mm -hmm. For anyone wondering, it is a pure breed that's kept pure quite often, but it's often crossed to make the Scotch meal, which is another, probably two most popular breeds in the UK. Maybe not. Say it with confidence, Cammy. The two most popular breeds in the UK are the Scottish blackface and the Scottish meal. I'm not sure about the Scottish meal. I'm not even sure the Scottish blackface. Still has that title. Well, Google it. I don't think Google will be up to date enough. No. Google will still say it is, but like, there's so many big bits getting put off. Mm -hmm. I, I could see something like the Cheviot or the Welsh Mountain or the Herdwick catching up on them, mm -hmm. but it'd be interesting to know. But yes, that is what Scottish Blackface is. So that's us for this one. I Iona's heading away to Thailand. Our next Q&A next week will be via your phone. Mm-hmm from somewhere in thailand yes it will we'll keep it nice and short but we'll have a bit of fun and get an update from you and how it's going yep it would be iconic <laughs> okay if you could have a friend with you that is perhaps uh, synonymous with thailand okay just to tell us a bit about themselves and how they came to <laughs> right, to be okay. there that would be hilarious i will do my best and i'll try and find a farmer out there somewhere as well not sure what they farm tea thai tea Yes. Um, I'll see what I can do. Yes. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, we look forward to that. Thanks again to Foras Fabrication for sponsoring this podcast. Check out foras.co.uk for all your farm utility needs. I don't know if farm utility is the right word. But do you know what? I enjoyed that there. That gave me like you in a school show. What, like, like this? Yeah, I liked it. Jazz hands? Yeah, like all. Yeah, I liked it. Check out <laughs> Foras Fabrication.
Gates, Hurdles and Calf Pens. I'd be like door holder number three for tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'd be buzzing. I was actually a tree at my nativity. A tree? Yeah. Did you do crow? nativity? Crow. Was that, that was at Muir Kirkle or was that at Wellington Primary? Wellington. You did primary at Wellington too? What a snob. And you were a crow? Was there a crow in the nativity? No. It's no? ridiculous. Give I don't your, know why I was Give us your crow. best crow. <laughs> um. That's it, a film. Like, yeah. Give the signal. Yeah, yeah what is that? It's maybe Anchorman or something. Anyway, that's us for this one, folks. Thanks for listening or watching on YouTube. I've been Cami. I've been Iona. And we are both fed, fed by, by farmers. farmers. Welcome to the podcast where we're harvesting humor, planting delight. Join us, Iona and Cami. Let's have some fun. It's time for.